say, you know, you know those people that you, they, they say if you give them an inch, they take a mile. Um, I've sort of been like that in the past with God. God gives me an inch and I take a mile. And uh, that hasn't worked out very well for me, to be honest with you. So when God gives me an inch, I take that inch. Nothing more, nothing less. I take the inch. If God gives me a foot, I take a foot. Um, and uh, I've learned the hard way through many mistakes and a lot of failure that uh, just because God gives you the first step in his direction does not mean he's giving you the full journey. Um, and uh, if you don't learn that, you will always live beyond and live ahead of where God is. And um, he might say, take one step this way and the next step he may take to the right. But if you've already imagined because he took the first step one direction that all those steps are going to go in that direction. I'm going to tell you now, you're going to miss him. Uh, and that's why uh, the Bible is very specific. It says the steps are ordered by the Lord. Uh, it put more emphasis on the steps than it did the destination. Um, and the reason I believe that is the case because each step must be taken with the same vigor and the same uh, vigilance and the same focus as the last step. And we as human beings um, have a tendency to kind of already assume we know where we're going. I, it's like, you know, you heard a preacher say, you know, when you when they read an opening text when they're about to minister, don't think you know where I'm going because I'm not going there. Um, because we have a tendency to sort of go ahead and assume we know where things are headed. Well, if God had me do this, well, of course, he's going to have me do this. And um, many of you know the story, and I don't want to, I'm not going to be able to tell the whole thing today. But uh, back in 20, I think it was 2017, 2018, after a while, all the years since 2020 seemed to run together. I want to say it was 2018. Um, it was 2018. Because at the time, my wife and I were leading a, uh, a small group. And so we had shared some of this journey with a small group. But 2018, God opened the door for us, uh, led us to put our house on the market. And long story um, short, we had gotten the contract and everything. And right at the last second, uh, right before we were about to sign the papers, God told us to put a stop to the whole thing. And um, we made a very difficult decision to walk away from something that would have been in somewhat a very wise and prudent natural decision we walked away and it was a great lesson because if we would assume god told us to put our house on the market and if god told us to put our house on the market he is he must want us to sell so let's sell because we have someone here that's willing we had a lady this was back in 2018 the market wasn't as uh hot as it was as it is now where you know something hits the market and has 10 offers on it all over asking price this was back in 2018, and we had a lady willing to give us um, $10,000 over what we were asking. And it seemed as if it was God all over because of all the stories. But at the last moment, God said no. And um, we had to make a very difficult decision. And I say that because um, it is so difficult for us as human beings, and especially the us as um, former Pentecostals, if I could say that, and I know that probably offends somebody, but just to let you know, Pentecostal is not an identity. It was an experience. So if you call yourself Pentecostal, you might want to stop for a moment and realize you're calling yourself by an experience, but God never 
said for us to be Pentecostal. Pentecostal was being an experience to be a launching point, not an identity and a destination. So just a little food for thought on that one. But I think it's so hard for us to, uh, to be able to sit and wait on God's plan to be revealed because for us, idleness is unproductive, especially we are, we live in America and America is a part of you go do it, you make it happen, you work hard and you can follow your dreams. And if you're not working hard and you, you ultimately are not going to get anywhere and people are passing you by. And so there's this angst that we all have to fight, especially I know in other parts of the country, it's more laid back. But if you live on the East Coast, if you live in this mid-Atlantic between D.C. and Boston, you live with it every day. Every time you get on the road, you can feel uh, this angst. My wife and I have talked about it several times. I mean, if you live in this area, you're going to battle having a nervous breakdown every day just because of the stress. And you don't even have to leave your house to feel it. It's in the atmosphere. There's such a uh, go, 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 go mentality. And it's extremely easy to fall into that default mode because, I mean, you go to the store now and it feels like you're fighting. Um, you go to the grocery store and, uh, you know, we, we shop at Walmart and that's our main go-to place. Uh, we go to Walmart and it feels like when you go to Walmart, there's such a stress to grab those things off the shelf because you don't know if there's going to be a supply chain issue. You don't know if there's going to be, if it's going to be there the next time. So we live with this all the time. Maybe where you are, if you're in other parts of the country, you guys are just laid back, sitting on your porch, drinking lemonade. We don't have that. We don't deal with that here. So I said all that because it's very hard for most of us to be patient and wait on God and uh, to wait on him to reveal. And that's not just talking about us as Antioch West. I'm talking about you as an individual because in your job, in your career, in your life, in your education, in your future, there's such a pressure to produce. And if you're not producing, um, you're failing. And if you're not dr driven, and I'm not saying or, or suggesting that... Uh, we should all live sort of laissez-faire, chilled, relaxed. Hey, let's just enjoy life. You know, it's okay. Let's just be cool, bro. I, I'm not suggesting that. I'm, I'm suggesting there is godly ambition and self-ambition. There's godly, there's godly drive and self-drive. And they may look the same, but they're not the same. Because God sometimes will have you go backwards to go forwards. God will have you go down to go up. God's ways are not always direct. And I have to be frank with you, for me, and I'm speaking only for me today, and I'm, I guess I should be more positive, and uh, I don't mean to be negative, but for me, I don't see myself progressing. I feel like I have been going backwards in a lot of ways. But I know in God, down is up. Forward is backwards in God. He's got an inverted kingdom. God's kingdom and the world's kingdom are different. The world's kingdom is the only way up is through self-improvement, um, um, New Year's resolutions, or to push people out of the way that are in front of you. You've got to work harder than that person next to you so you can get the promotion. You've, and, if, and, if, and if it comes down to it, you know, and you got to... You gotta play a little dirty. Hey, you know what? YOLO. You only live once. Or hey, it's a dog eat dog world. That's the world we live in. 
And I'm sure some of you have been victims of people that have done that to you on your job, fighting for that position, and they they play dirty, and you tried to be the Christian and play 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 uh, play it God with a godly character, and you end up getting shafted. It's like, well, this is not fair. The world we live in is so is so cruel. But that's because we look at the world system through a natural eye. But God's an inverted system. It's inverted. And that's a very difficult lesson to learn and a lesson that if you're not conscious of it, the default mode that we all fall into, and I say, wait, maybe you don't fall in. Just let me talk to you for a second just about me if this is not you. The mode I default fall into, default mode, is the system of this world or the, or the, the way of thinking of this world. And that is that you've got to fight to get ahead. You've got to press to get ahead. And um, sometimes God has you hanging out in a pit to get to the palace. Sometimes God has you hanging out in a cave in, a, in Abdullah with a bunch of hoodlums when you were called to be the king and slay giants, you feel like you're in a cave hanging out with rejects. God's path is not always direct. God's path is not always clear. We want the king to come wrapped in white armor and a shining horse. And he comes in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes with the animals and the livestock. God's up usually starts with a down. And if you resist the down, if you resist the back, if you resist the going, because who wants to go backwards? Who wants to do these things? That's not in our human nature. Our human nature is progression. Our human nature is we don't want to step back. Our human nature is, I mean, uh, to, to avoid failure, to avoid setbacks, to avoid things. I can't tell you how many times that God has asked my wife and I to give, and, and, and every time you talk about money, people freak out. That's because nothing controls our identity like money. But I can't tell you how many times God has told us to give a certain amount that we didn't have. No, we had, but that was all we had. That was our cushion, right? That's our backup. Give that. And we gave that. And we went broke to be blessed. Now, I'm not saying if that's the case, like, well, I need to be blessed, so I'm going to give it all. You may give it all, God may not give it back because you're not giving it the right motives. I'm saying to you, we got to get the mentality changed in all of us because if we don't, we're moving towards a world where if we don't start to see things the way God sees them, if we don't have the mind of Christ, as the scripture talks about, and we talk about the mind of Christ as if we walk around in some kind of holy cloud uh, you know, everything is just um, lollipops and uh, cotton candy, and that's the mind of Christ. Oh, uh, it's no, meaning the mind of Christ is he doesn't always see things the way we see it, and his ways are different than ours. And if we don't get this now, folks, it's not going to get easier as this thing continues to progress. Because, be honest with you, I, and, and I'm going to go ahead and put a general apology out there right now. And if you're watching this later and I offend you, hopefully someone says, hey, rewind it because he apologized. I'm going to say a couple things here in the next minute, not to be offensive. If I offend you, please 
understand that was not my intent. But it was the will of God for churches, for buildings to be shut down in March 2020. It was the will of God. It wasn't the government. It wasn't the president. It wasn't the governor. The audacity for us to think that that God's church is so weak that it, it, it can't handle persecution. The greatest blessings the church has ever happened, the greatest powerful times of the church in its history have been in its greatest persecution. But we don't see things, so we think, wait a minute, God wants us to come together. Therefore, the governor is stopping us, or the president is stopping us, or our county council is stopping us, or whoever else, or the city mayor. So that can't be the will of God. So let's fight because poor God can't seem to know how he's doing it. So let's help God out. Instead of going, okay, God, if you're shutting one door, that means another door is opening. But if you're shutting one door and another door has an opening, I'm not going to go beat down the doors. I'm going to stand and wait in the hallway until you reveal. My life is filled with broken doors. Now, I don't know if that's too transparent, but my my life is filled with broken doors. I have doors that I have broken open because God shut one door and I'm like, well, if he shut this door, then obviously he has another door and... Well, this door looks like it's God. It's got to be God. Well, God, it's not opening. So, you know, you know, let you, you, you press. Paul said, I press towards the mark. So pressing towards the mark, let me get my, 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 my energy involved and knock this door down. God's ways are above our ways, right? His thoughts are above our thoughts. But he did make the statement. I do believe somewhere in scripture, there's a verse that says, take my yoke upon me. Upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Probably the greatest indicator that you're not doing something right is if what you're doing is hard, if it's stress, if it's pressure. And please don't take this as if somehow I have mastered this. This is a daily thing, struggle. Because pressure is real. The stress is real. I mean, I know it doesn't look that way, but if you look real close, I'm going to get, there you go. That's not the light reflecting. That's a lot of gray hair there happening. I didn't, uh, I know this is probably wrong to say, but I had not shaved for a couple of days because... When you're dealing with COVID, you just don't really feel like shaving. And my entire bottom part, I don't grow hair here. I only grow it here. So if beards ever become something that's cool, I'm out. I can't do it. It, it would just look like a scruffy teenage boy trying to grow a beard. But I grow everything here. But it's all gray. It's all gray. Because we are inundated with pressure and stress. But he said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. If you are under stress today, if you're under pressure, if you're feeling angst, if you're if you're trying to make it happen, 
you might want to go back. I don't care. You say, well, you know, I'm trying to grow my business or I'm trying to get that promotion. I'm trying to, I, I've got to work hard. Then you go ahead and do it your way. Go ahead and do it. My wife and I have talked about this many, many times. But I don't believe that the most stressed people on this earth should be disciples of Jesus Christ. Because if the Bible's true and what it says, we should be the ones that have the most peace, the most contentment. But unfortunately, that's not the case. We live with this pressure because we are adapting to the world's system. We're adapting to the world's... Um, and look, I know, look, I, I, I feel like some of you thinking I'm coming from come some kind of high horse. I'm coming from a, I'm coming from the pit today. I'm, I'm calling you from the pit. I'm not calling you from the palace. I'm down here in the pit. So as you lean over the edge of the pit, look down, this is the message. Maybe I should call it that today. The message from the pit. Because ultimately... If I would script out where I would be, if I script out where we would be as Antioch West, my script would not be written like this. Because sometimes in God, addition is subtraction. Forward is backwards. Up is down. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, doesn't equate I mean, for example, something silly that if you go for a job and there's two jobs in front of you and job A is offering you uh, $75,000 a year with bonuses and paid vacation and, and you know, a month of leave and a corner office and your own coffee maker and... Uh, you know, whatever, and job B is offering you $50,000 and you don't get any leave and you don't get any bonus and you have to pay for your own insurance and all of this stuff. And you look at those and you go, of course God wants me to take this job because I'm his child. He wants me to be blessed. And God goes, no, no, take job B. No way, God, job B is not. But God sees five, 10 years down the road. Job A may cost you your soul. Job B might keep you saved. Job A might be a dead end. Job B might lead you to a career where you are going to go beyond what job A could ever have. But if you only see what you can see, you're never going to be able to really truly walk in him. And we don't, we don't look at, I don't, I, I, I struggle looking at that way. I, I struggle looking at that because to me, it's it, it, if if A equals B and B equals C, then A has to equal C. And God goes, if A equals B and B equals C, then A doesn't equal B and it doesn't equal C. And A and C don't even have the same part of the alphabet. And I'm like, wait a minute, God, it all should make sense. And God goes, that's how you think. That's how you see it. I... I I feel like I'm rambling today. But 
maybe today you're just frustrated. Maybe today you just feel like you, the world's passing you by spiritually, naturally. And you, you just feel this angst in you to kind of, if I don't do something, I'm, I'm going to be left in the, you know, got to get mine. Like I said, you know, you, I don't know how you do, how you are, but I feel it. Maybe you go, maybe you shop at places where it's different. But when we pull up to Walmart and there's two Walmarts that we usually go to, my wife and I do, there's one near a house. Um, or there's another one that's, um, a larger one. We go over to that one, but you pull up and you can feel the, the, the pressure to go get your stuff before they're out or because we've all kind of lived with it the last couple of years where you go to the shelf and you they don't have what you want. You don't have this. You don't have that. So when you pull up, you know, I got to go. Got to go get it. Got to go get it. It's very hard to just say, okay, God, whatever you want us to have, it will be there. If you don't want us to have it, it won't be there. Some days I do that better than others. Other days, you know, I, I'm... I'm a master at shopping. Give me a list. I'll get it done. I'll go to 14 stores. I, I made I made a, a, a mistake the other day. Just giving you an example. There was a certain medication that uh, was supposed to, was going to help that, that was recommended to us. And my wife was at a point where she was struggling and uh, COVID was, it was a bad COVID day for her. She's been having some, um, some rough, rough days. And again, I say that not because it's been horrible. Thankfully, we haven't been to the hospital, but it was, there was a couple of tough days there. And so someone had recommended medication for her that they said would potentially help. So, you know what? Uh, let's go. Let's do it. So, you know what I did? I went on a I went on a on a on a uh, a mission to find that uh, medication, and I believe I, this is not an exaggeration. I think I went to I don't remember specifically. I'm going to guess somewhere around six stores to find this medication, somewhere like that. And I'm going to get it because this medication. My God, I'm going to take it back to my wife. She's going to take it. Three hours later, COVID's gone. Everything's healed. I mean. So I went and got it finally. I finally found it. It was on the bottom shelf at this one particular store. There's only a few left. And there was like three of us standing there and everyone was scanning. I'm like, nope, you ain't going to find it before I do. I'm like, I'm jumping on it. I'm pulling them all. Like, back off, people. This is mine. This This is what I came here for. So I got it. Came at break. Brought it back. And my wife took took it, uh, and guess what? I'll let you take a moment to think about it. What do you think the answer would be? Guess what? It didn't do anything. It didn't do anything. And you know what? I know you may think this is naive, and maybe a little bit. But I believe if God wanted us to have something, the first store I went into, he'd have had what we needed. I wouldn't have had to go into six, seven stores. And it would have brought it back. My wife would have taken it and made her feel better. But because I wanted to get it done, I ran around six stores, stress, 
in and out, burning gas, fighting crowds, so I could get this medication because we were told this medication would help. His ways are above my ways. Now, listen, there have been times, a situation, I, I, I can't go into all the details of it, but there was a situation with some things uh, for us when we bought our house that we, 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 we knocked on the door and we knocked and knocked and knocked and it was the will of God for us to continue. I know the scripture talks about the um, unjust judge, the widow comes and knocks on the door and, and, and keeps knocking and keeps knocking. But that's because they were led of God, not because they were trying to make it happen in their own. There's a difference. Well, how do you know the difference? The only way you know the difference is if you've learned to walk with him and you know how he operates and his ways above his, or you're above his ways. Because it's easy to always use. We use certain scriptures out of context to justify wrong behaviors. If the, I'm, I'm determined. I'm fully determined. I've read and studied the Bible enough. I know how it works. If you want an excuse, there's a scripture you can find to justify how you're living. It's in there. There's a scripture you can manipulate. There's a scripture you can quote out of context. It's in there. There are scriptures. Trust me, if you don't believe that, just go online and Google some things. And people have scripture. So before, and I'm not against scripture, I believe the Bible is the supreme word of God. It's the governing, it, it, is, it, is, it is everything. But the Bible void of the author is just a book. Some of the greatest scholars I know that know the Bible from a intellectual liter literary background are atheists. So some of you who just think, well, the Bible is, that's what we, I'm not suggesting we quit using, I think the Bible is, is of great, it's, it's everything, but it's only everything within the context of the author. He's the author and the finisher of the faith. So my point is, that's why if you just read the Bible void of a relationship and an understanding coming from the author. If the author is not with you and in you when you're reading his word, you can easily find scripture in there that will lead you astray. If you don't believe that, go online and Google the wackiness people have come up with that has scripture to back it up. And the reason I say that is because if we don't if we don't learn how to see things and understand and perceive things the way he sees and perceives them, we're never going to be able to go where God's taking us as individuals and as Antioch West. And ultimately, as I'm going to say this, and I'm not the authority, I'm just going to speak what I feel as the church in general. Because you know what's amazing? We'll find the church with sandwich boards standing and protesting in front of the Supreme Court for our God-given rights as Americans instead of maybe persecuted and underground because we've been driven there. But that's where God wants us because he wants to do something powerful, but he has to bring us down so that he can take us up. I got to be frank with you. My personal feeling, and this is personal, and everybody doesn't tell their opinion. This is not a thus saith the Lord. And so feel free to fire away in the comment box 
uh, or you can email me, jwright at maniac.org, and you can disagree with me. I personally believe that the end-time harvest that we're going to experience is not going to come in arenas and stadiums. I don't believe it's going to be with flashing lights and arenas and stadiums and filling up, you know, football stadiums and the arenas and going to the largest stadiums and hundreds of thousands of people packed in there and someone standing up there and delivering a word and people just flocking to an altar. I don't believe that's the way it's going to be because God has never operated that way. I believe it's going to be people on a street, in a house, on a job. One by one, just walking with Jesus. Because you know what's funny? If we if that if if there was arenas and stadiums, there's always gonna be somebody hold the microphone. And no matter how great God is, that person's gonna be elevated to places that is gonna be we do it. We have celebrity preachers, celebrity speakers, and don't sit there and act like you don't believe that because you all know, boy, if so-and-so could pray for me. Oh, if so-and-so could just touch me. If so-and-so could give me a word. You know, if I could go get a word from uh, a Brother Shelton, if I get a word from, if, 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 if Bishop Wright could just pray for me, I know it's all going to be, wait a minute, the last time I checked, and I'm not knocking those guys, one's my father and one's one of my uh, closest friends. I'm not knocking those guys. They would say the same thing. Wait a minute, I thought they had the same God in them that I have in me. I thought that's this I thought the same God. I don't need somebody with a pedigree to come. If it happens great. I will tell you it's amazing for my wife and I in the last 2 years. It has been a very isolating time. I don't I, I she's sitting right here she can verify this. I don't believe God's given us one external word, has he? Is that a truthful statement has? It? I don't have one external word or prophecy. That I can remember. Am I mistaking this? Hold on, she's thinking for a second. I don't know if you count on doing That was more direction than it was. I mean, not more correction than it was. Yeah, personally, sorry. I apologize here if we're having a little conversation. I say that because everything God's given to us is given to us directly. And this is not, that's not a statement of elevation. That's not because somehow we're, how good we are. I'm saying to us, saying to you, I'm trying to get to realize that God is trying to work on you. God's trying, you don't need somebody to bring your word. He is the word. We've all been there. I know for a fact I've been there, right? You're praying, someone comes up to pray and you do that little peek. And you're like, oh, man, they're praying for me? I know I might as well just quit because there ain't nothing going to happen if they're praying for me. And yes, I know there are people that are carnal and they just they can't seem to get out of the way. But I do believe there are times that God will purposely send people along that don't look like much. They don't look like they got it together. But God uses them to speak and to talk in your life. You know what's funny? God has used non-believers, I'll use it that way, to speak things in my wife and I's life about things 
We were trying to decide on what to do. We were praying and seeking the Lord what to do. We, we knew we were going to move out of our last house and we needed a place to go. We were seeking the Lord what to do. And God used a non-believer to speak some direction for us on what to do. I'm saying all that because hopefully today I'm trying to help somebody because you're frustrated. It's the new year, right? It's January the 9th and you can already feel the, wor the world passing you by and you're scrolling through Facebook and you're scrolling through Instagram and you're seeing people post hashtag blessed, hashtag this, hashtag goals, hashtag promotion, hashtag this. And you're like, my God, I, I got to get going. I got to do, I got to do something. I got, I got, I got, I got, and you're frustrated today and you're doing this and then you're a part of a church that is supposed to be vibrant and, and it just feels like we're doing the same thing. And you're like, man, nothing seems to be, I got to do something. I got to go make it happen. I got to make it happen. And God's going, wait a minute. There are days, honestly, I, that when God's working, we wake up with an urgency. Let's go. We got to get this done. Let's go there. And it's a godly urgency. There's, wake, there's days wake up and there's a Joel urgency. Joel's urgency and God urgency are not the same thing. Joel's urgency is like watching the Hindenburg blow up. And by the time it gets to the end of the day, I have smoldering rubble from my catastrophe. God's urgency usually leads to peace, satisfaction, contentment. I don't know if any of this has made sense today. I have tried to obey the Lord and feel like I've rambled on. But hopefully something today that was said will challenge you. Hopefully something today that was said will encourage you or maybe lead you to a deeper understanding of what God's doing in your life. Or in the end, it just completely confused you and it will force you to go back and talk to Jesus and maybe ask him, Lord, Help me. And in the end, that's probably the best option. Because ultimately, his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. He doesn't see things the way we see it. So maybe today, the only thing that needs to change in you is not your circumstances. It's not where you are. It's not your job. It's not your, your, your family. It's not your relationship. It's not your finances. Maybe none of that needs to change. Maybe the only thing that needs to change is you need to see things the way God sees them and perceive things the way God perceives them. And if you see things the way he sees it, then all of it will be clear because you'll understand he sees things that you don't understand. You'll see. And sometimes he can't reveal it to you because he can't show you because it's too far above your ability to comprehend. But he'll show you enough that you can say, Lord, I trust you with the whole picture. Even though I can only see a piece of the puzzle, I know that there's other, there's a picture here that you're building. And so, Lord, thank you for your peace. Thank you for your hope. Thank you for your strength. One step at a time. I pray in Jesus' name that all of you stay safe and healthy, and um, we're going to make it through all this, and um, um, we're, we're going we're to make it on the other side. Uh, but it may not; the journey may not be the way what we scripted, but His journey is the greatest journey. We may be going down, but that's because He's taken us up. We may be going backwards because that's what He's taken us forward. We may be 
going through subtraction because he's ready to bring addition because he knows what he's doing. It's an inverted kingdom, folks. So sometimes God wants to do stuff in your life. He starts with opposite. If he wants to heal you, he reveals your brokenness. If he wants to set you free, he reveals your bondage. If he wants to bring peace, he reveals to you your worry, your doubt. If he wants to bring strength, he reveals your weakness. He goes down to go up because he has an inverted kingdom. And if you stop because you're going down, you'll miss the up. You got to go down until God says, okay, now you can. It's like a ball. The best way I can describe this to you, the way I see it, it's a ball. You know, the super balls, my son has one. It was around here somewhere. Actually, pause for a second. Do you have that ball, the, the blue and orange one there? Pause for a second here. Talk amongst yourselves for just a second. I've got to give you a little visual here before I let you go. So uh, pause for a moment. You can take in. Oh, here we go. Thank you, my lovely assistant. This is a ball, right? This ball has some spring to it. And what's amazing about this ball is if I throw it down, this ball is going to come up. You ever, when I was a kid, they had those things. I think they were called super balls. I think they were called a super ball. They were those balls that looked like marble, color marbles. They were super. And man, you could throw that thing on the ground and it would shoot up. It felt like into the clouds. This is how God works sometimes right here. For us, we want to go from here up. But for God, up starts with... And you know what's amazing about this ball? The height of the up is determined by the force of the down. A little thrown down, I'm going to go up. The harder I throw it down, the farther it goes up. Look at that. If I throw it down hard enough without killing myself or breaking this my equipment, it's going up. So you know what? You may feel like you're flying down in your life at a thousand miles an hour, but there's going to come a point, folks, where you hit and it's called the rebound and the energy that you created on the way down is going to propel you to go up. It's very much as if, and I'm, I'm, I was trying to quit, but I'm not quite done yet. It's very much like jumping on a trampoline. You ever try to stand on a trampoline perfectly still and then jump? Doesn't really go very good, does it? Because when you try to propel yourself, the trampoline starts to give away and you don't really go that high. But do you know how you get the highest on a trampoline? You watch them guys in the Olympics or you watch these people on YouTube and they do all this crazy trampolining. You ever watch them? They start to jump and they jump down and the higher they go and they come back down and the faster they go down, the higher they go up until the point where they can go down so hard that that rebound of that trampoline propels them. They're doing flips and twists and twirls. 
If you're standing today and you're ready to go and you're like, okay, I'm going to jump. It feels like you have no momentum. And God says, okay, let me take you on some momentum. And there's some ones you can go on YouTube and watch them. There's like this wall people jump off of. They have them at like trampoline parks and stuff, but there's a wall. There's a trampoline and they fall off that wall and they bounce and they can do flips and they jump. You might be standing on that wall today going, okay, I'm going to jump because I'm going to go up. And God says, no, 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 before you jump, I'm going to let you fall off. But it's that fall because at the bottom of that fall, there's a change that's going to happen. And that change that's going to happen is going to be the thing that rebounds you to heights you couldn't imagine. And you know what's funny is they say white man can't jump. Right? White man can't jump. I I was I I played basketball. I could jump a little bit, but I couldn't spring like others. But you know what? Give me a trampoline. I'll dunk on anybody from a trampoline. Cuz you know what? The trampoline gives me abilities I don't have. The trampoline can make me go to heights I can't go normally. So you know what? You can't get there by yourself, but there's a trampoline in your future. I know you would never imagine I could take a trampoline and make a message out of it. There's a trampoline but to get that trampoline is going to require some downward momentum because when you hit that downward momentum, there's a transformation that's coming that's going to propel you. So if you resist the down, you'll never experience the power, the up. And you know what's amazing? If you ever jumped on a trampoline, it's really not that vigorous to be able to jump high. You just have to help let momentum take you down. And the momentum of the down propels you up without there being a lot of effort. Your legs aren't having to do a lot of work because the trampoline has all the energy built in it. If you're doing it God's way, the down may feel like failure, but the rebound is going to propel you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's like a rubber band. You stretch that rubber band back. It feels like it's just being pulled. And it's like everything is about to pop. But that pull, that extension to the very end, that energy that's built, when that's released, that's the power that propelled that rubber band. Some of you may be being pulled backwards. You're like, my God, my life's about to pop. Everything's about to break. I'm about to, it's about to get. And God goes, I'm stretching you to your max. I'm stretching you to the breaking point, not to destroy you, but to prepare you. And when I stretch you to that breaking point, when I let go, the power that's built up in you will propel you to where you're going. The power of the bounce right there. I can't experience the power of the bounce if not my, if I'm not willing to go down. If I'm not willing to go down, I'll never experience the power of the bounce. His ways are above my ways. His thoughts are above my thoughts. Until next time, God bless you. Be safe in Jesus' name.